Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Cody Mori, and you are listening to Truth Triumphant Radio. Today on the show, I wanted to talk about. Actually, I wanted. We've been talking about evolution a lot, and, and the reason we were talking about that, as I said in my last introduction, was because essentially, as God was removed, and we talked about that really in the first show, also about the decline of education in the United States. Evolution has opened the door for other things to get through. Evolution, as we've seen so far, is not scientific. It disobeys the rules of science and observation. And I wanted to sort of take a break from that that topic. We will continue to discuss that topic. But I wanted to talk about the coronavirus pandemic. Now, recently I put up a video that was taken down by YouTube. And that video, uh, probably because of my references to Plandemic, if any of you are listening right now, you need to watch that documentary, Plandemic. It's actually, just because I said that, I'm not even sure if this, this recording will be up very long, but nevertheless... Um, there's a documentary. It's in the making. Part one out is out right now. It's called Plandemic. You can find it on NewYorkCityGuns.com. You'd have to scroll through the pages. I don't know much about the website. I just know that that video is there. Uh, I've also downloaded it myself. So uh, if you need it or if you need a way, contact me at truthtriumphantheadquarters.com at gmail.com and I'll do my best to try to send it to you. But anyways, I wanted to talk about the coronavirus pandemic. Obviously, from me mentioning the documentary Plandemic, you can see the direction I'm about to go with this. And I wanted to start by really grounding us in the scriptures first. And that is in, uh, start from a passage here from Matthew chapter 16, verses 1 through 3. It says, the Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempting desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said unto them, when it is evening, ye say it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be foul weather today for the sky is red and lowering. O ye hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. So Jesus was basically calling out not only the, the Pharisees and Sadducees, but the Jews in general, God's people, in other words, for being able to discern things like the, the face of the sky and, the, and, and basically predicting you know, the types of weather that was going to come, but they were not able to discern the signs of the times. And that's very, very, very important for us, folks, because... In Revelation chapter 3, in the messages to the churches, it is very clear that the condition of the Laodiceans is that they are wretched and poor and miserable and blind and naked. In other words, they have no discernment. They got one foot in heaven, one foot on earth, and they haven't made a decision. They're lukewarm, and that's why... 
the God of heaven says, because you are lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. But one of the, one of the issues there is discernment. Now, if you go to, if you go to Matthew chapter 24, when the disciples asked Jesus, what would be the sign of his coming in the end of the world? He talked about, yes, the destruction of the temple there, but he also talked about deception. The very first thing he said is, take heed that no man deceive you. Deception in the last days is huge. And we can see this going on in the world today. The forces of darkness are gathering together. They're consolidating. And they are, I mean, we can see global movements in our midst right now. Life will never be the same here in the United States after coronavirus. Everything during the coronavirus has been suspended. You couldn't buy guns. Because the offices that were supposed to do those things were, were closed down. Uh, freedom to preach the gospel out in public was, was taken away. There was curfews in certain areas of the United States. A lot, some of the United States are reopening. Other parts still haven't at this point. Uh, I mean, it, it's just been total anarchy. And there has been an erosion of the liber civil liberties of citizens of the United States. And one of the problems is that, and I've been talking with people about this, a, a number of people, is that we actually don't know our rights. N nobody has read the Constitution, which is sad because the Constitution takes about 25 minutes to read if you're being thorough with it. The Declaration of Independence takes another 10, 15 minutes to read. Those are things that we as, a, as Americans should know should know but we can't know what we're losing if we don't know what rights we have and there's a reason why you i all of us who have gone to public schools or who have paid attention to entertainment or news we're not shown these things or taught these things because the elitists the globalists they do not want us to know these things okay now this is all talked about in depth in revelation and I want to just take one other quote here from the scriptures from Revelation chapter 18, verses 1 through 3. It says, And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Now, at, at a different time, we'll actually look at Babylon the Great itself. But for now, I want us to take notice of the fact that all nations, it says, have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. If you go to Isaiah chapter 28, you find out that wine is knowledge or doctrine. So the kings of the earth and the merchants of the earth are basically in bed with Babylon the Great. So when it comes to the coronavirus issue, let's listen to what the kings or the governments, the leaders, the presidents, etc., have to say about this issue. I found here um, a document called, and again, if you need this document, just email me and I will send it to you. 
uh, from the German Bundestag. That's the 17th. That's the parliament there in Germany. This is from the 17th parliamentary term. It was a briefing by the federal government. It's a federal government document from Germany. It's called the Report on Risk Analysis and Civil Protection 2012. Okay, so that's eight years ago. Keep that in mind, eight years ago. It says on page 57, quote, the past has demonstrated that pathogens with novel properties that are a serious epidemic trigger can occur suddenly. Example, SARS coronavirus, COV, H5N1 influenza virus, uh, and HIV. A current example of a newly emerging pathogen is a coronavirus. Now, so they, they mentioned there the coronavirus as a possible risk analysis back in 2012. If you continue to read through this, you'll find that in their, their hypothetical scenario that they have, the virus originates from, from animal food markets in Asia, in Southeast Asia particularly, you know, like where Wuhan is. And from there, it starts to infect mainly Europe, the United States, and Asia. It originates in Asia around the time of February, they said. Some of the things that they talk about in there, about how what they would do is self-quarantine. The incubation period was 14 days. All these things are things that we have been told. So how did this document, written eight years ago, know all these things? Well, the answer, a logical answer is that the elites who wrote down this paperwork, this risk analysis stuff, they already had an idea. They already had an idea that this was the plan. This was something that they were going to bring to fruition at some point. Okay. Now let's hear from the merchants. <clears throat> now we've all heard that uh, Gates, and we're going to play a clip here shortly, uh, but uh, Gates, Bill Gates in 2015 said, we're not ready for the next epidemic. Um, the task force leader of the coronavirus Dr. Anthony Fauci, in a speech given in Georgetown 2017, we'll play you that clip also, uh, he said that a pandemic was imminent during the Trump administration. But there's also the Rockefeller Foundation. Now, the Rockefeller Foundation can easily, the Rockefellers, I mean, very, very wealthy, they can easily fall into the category of merchants of the earth. Literally, they, they have a worldwide outreach. Now, they, they, they created a document themselves also. This one came out about two years prior. This one came out in May 2010. It's called The Scenarios for the Future of Technology and International Development. And it says on the second page there, this report was produced by the Rockefeller Foundation and Global Business Network. Okay. If you look at their scenario, lockstep, which is covered in pages 18 through 25, it talks about this in, this possible pandemic scenario coming to pass. Uh, on page 16, it says this, lockstep, a world of tighter top-down government control and more authoritarian leadership with limited innovation 
and growing citizen pushback. This is the hypothetical scenario, okay? On page 19, it says, in order to protect themselves from the spread of increasingly global problems from pandemics and transnational terrorism to environmental crises and rising poverty, leaders around the world took a firmer grip on power on page 19 and if you want to read that full document again email me I'll send it to you um, I want to play a clip here for you in regards to the first part is Fauci the second part is Gates and the third part is event 201 and they all talk about this issue take notice that event event 201 for those of you who don't know, it was like a it was like a war game. It was like a mock game. All the heads of like those ambassadors to the UN, uh, top members of the CDC. It was hosted by um, the Bill, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. No surprise there. And guess when this was this? It was a mock pandemic that they did. Guess when this took place? Just a stone's throw away. October two thousand nineteen. And they mention in there that a coronavirus would come and infect the population. And one of the things they talk about is, is controlling, using the government to control what they call misinformation. All right, so I'm going to play that clip for you. Given, as you heard from the introduction, that I have been around for a while and have had the opportunity and, and the privilege and the pleasure of serving in five administrations, um, I thought I would bring that perspective to the topic today, is the issue of pandemic uh, preparedness. And if there's one message that I want to leave with you today based on my experience, and you'll see that in a moment, is that there is no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases in the sense of already ongoing disease, and we have certainly a large burden of that, but also there will be a surprise outbreak. There will be a surprise outbreak. Today, the greatest risk of global catastrophe doesn't look like this. Instead, it looks like this. If anything, kills over 10 million people in the next few decades, it's most likely to be a highly infectious virus rather than a war. Not missiles, but microbes. Now, part of the reason for this is that we've invested a huge amount in nuclear deterrence. But we've actually invested very little in a system to stop an epidemic. We're not ready for the next epidemic. The source of the virus could be a natural epidemic like Ebola, or it could be bioterrorism. So I think this should absolutely be a priority. There's no need to panic. We don't have to hoard cans of spaghetti or go down into the basement. But we need to get going, because time is not on our side. In fact, if there's one positive thing that can come out of the Ebola epidemic, it's that it can serve as an early warning, a wake-up call, to get ready. If we start now, we can be ready for the next epidemic. Thank you.
It began in healthy-looking pigs months, perhaps years ago. A new coronavirus spread silently within herds. Gradually, farmers started getting sick. Infected people got a respiratory illness with symptoms ranging from mild flu-like signs to severe pneumonia. The sickest required intensive care. Many died. Experts agree unless it is quickly controlled, it could lead to a severe pandemic, an outbreak that circles the globe and affects people everywhere. The mission of the Pandemic Emergency Board is to provide recommendations to deal with the major global challenges arising in response to an unfolding pandemic. The board is comprised of highly experienced leaders from business, public health, and civil society. We're at the start of what's looking like it will be a severe pandemic. And there are problems emerging that can only be solved by global business and governments working together. Public health agencies have issued travel advisories, while some countries have banned travel from the worst affected areas. As a result, the travel sector is taking a huge hit. Travel bookings are down 45% and many flights have been canceled. A ripple effect is racing through the service sector. Governments that rely on travel and tourism as a large part of their economies are being hit particularly hard. Countries are reacting in different ways as to how best to manage the overwhelming amounts of dis and misinformation circulating over the internet. In some cases, limited internet shutdowns are being implemented to quell panic. How much control of information should there be? And by whom? And how can false information be effectively challenged? And what if that false information is coming from companies or from governments? I think it's very important that we make sure that there is concise communication with all healthcare facilities where these patients are being treated so that there isn't mass panic. We're at a moment where the social media platforms have to step forward and recognize the moment to assert that they're a technology platform and not a broadcaster is, is over. Um, they, in fact, have to be a participant in broadcasting accurate information and partnering with the scientific and health communities to counterweight, if not flood the zone, of accurate information. Because to, to put the genie back in the bottle of the misinformation and disinformation is nigh impossible. One thing we haven't spoken about, and I'm wondering whether it's time to talk about this, is uh, a step up from the part of the governments on enforcement actions against fake news. The outcome of the CAPS pandemic in event 201 was catastrophic. 65 million people died in the first 18 months. The outbreak was small at first and initially seemed controllable, but then it started spreading in densely crowded and impoverished neighborhoods of megacities. From that point on, the spread of the disease was explosive. Within six months, cases were occurring in nearly every country. The global economy was in a free fall. The GDP down 11%. Stock markets around the world plummeted between 20 and 40% and headed into a downward cycle of fear and low expectation. Businesses were not borrowing, banks were not lending. Everyone was just hoping to hunker down and weather the storm. Economists say the economic turmoil caused by such a pandemic will last for years, perhaps a decade. 
the societal impacts, the loss of faith in government, the distrust of news, and the breakdown of social cohesion could last even longer. So are we as a global community now finally ready to do the hard work needed to prepare for the next pandemic? Okay, did you hear that? Misinformation. And of course, that, that's really just a, a chopped up clip that I, I made. But you hear Fauci knew about it. Gates knew about it. And now who are the people that were talking that are talking about this now? Gates again. And yet they pretend like they had no idea what this was when it came about and that everybody was just scrambling. No, this was planned. Clearly this was planned. And the misinformation, the misinformation aspect of it, I, I've already seen this happen with my own self. I, ju I just put up a sermon a couple of days ago and it was taken down. Uh, this, this will probably be taken down also because it, and, and it's not a violation of freedom of speech. It really is, but it's not a violation of freedom of speech because it, it's in regards to YouTube's quote, community uh, guidelines or agreement. So you can see that there the policies of counteracting really the truth, what they call disinformation or misinformation. And who's, who's dishing out the most information? We call it today fake news. We, that's, that's the term that we use. And this is very common, fake news. That's what we call it. So who's actually, who's actually going out and giving the mis and disinformation? It's usually the mainstream media. But they're able to continue to preach and teach whatever they like, uh, even to the undermining of this very country's foundations, but individuals that want whistleblowers that want to raise a shout, they can't say a thing. Again, I want to mention the pandemic video that was removed also. So we're seeing their policies come into place. Also, you had the movie Contagion. I remember watching that uh, and it follows the same general thing. You know, you have Jude Law in there is, is like this crazy person who doesn't trust the CDC, right? And then you have you have uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. She's in there and she's like essentially cheating on her husband, but she comes back from China or Hong Kong or so, somewhere around that area and she has the disease. She's, she's patient zero essentially in the United States and she dies. And Hobbs and Shaw... It's all about a virus, a global virus that they're trying to protect the world from. And then the people that are trying to use the virus and get the virus, they're able to control the media. And that issue of being able to control the media, you see that in The Simpsons, uh, 1993 episode, I believe it's season four of the Osaka flu. You know, the, the media was behind it. That was the, the premise of the show. You have the book, The Eyes of Darkness by Dean Koontz, where he talks about a weaponized virus called Wuhan 400. And then a medium, a psychic medium named Sylvia Brown in 2008 wrote a book called End of Days, where she talked about a pneumonia-like virus that would happen in 2020. There was also a, a comic book called Asterix in 2017, 
where the main character, one of the main characters a ch in a chariot race, it's called Asterix and the Chariot Race, I believe. Uh, one of the main characters, his nickname, one of the charioteers, when they're cheering for him, his nickname is Coronavirus, and they're screaming it out. Now, do I think, do I think the people who write The Simpsons are, are insiders, elitists? I honestly, I don't know, and I doubt it. Um, the psychic... Sylvia Brown, what is the common connection between all these things? Well, if you're someone like me who studied out uh, films in Hollywood and, and even music and how they're written, many times they're, they, the people that write this stuff, they don't know how it's written. And the Bible says very clearly that those who have, in Deuteronomy, that those who have familiar spirits, what they call familiar spirits, they are in contact with demons. So in my estimation, I would say here that the spiritual world seems to be, the dark world, that is, the dark spiritual world seems to be telling us that they knew about this the whole time. Actually, it's somewhat insulting if you think about it. It's insulting if we as a people don't recognize this because it's been saturated in the media of of this is going to happen this is going to happen it's all fake you know they mention the fact that it's going to be a coronavirus in their little mock thing in event 201 you have the merchants of the earth you have the kings of the earth saying the same thing fauci saying that this pandemic is going to happen during this administration how does he know well we just found out from newsweek not too long ago that Fauci gave $7.4 million to the Wuhan laboratories in their investigation and experiments into virology. That's not a conspiracy theory. That is what Newsweek and New York Times have reported. I believe in Business Insider as well. So Fauci, a U.S. supposed U.S. citizen, not he—I believe he is a citizen, but a you know supposed American. Let me put it that way, patriot, right? He's he's gives seven point four million dollars to the labs at Wuhan, where they believe it's possible where this was leaked. Well, folks, we need to be preparing right now for the great catastrophes that are soon likely to fall upon this land. Our, our freedoms are being threatened right now. How much time do we have left before they win, even if they lose this one? That's why I think it's so important that each and every one of us gets to know Jesus personally and trusts, learns to trust in Him, repents of our sins. I have a quote here from Ellen White, Testimonies to the Church, Volume 9, page 11, and we'll close here. It says, The days in which we live are solemn and important. The Spirit of God is gradually but surely being withdrawn from the earth. Plagues and judgments are already falling upon the despisers of the grace of God. The calamities by land and sea, the unsettled state of society, the alarms of war are pretentious. They forecast approaching events of the, great, of the greatest magnitude. 
The agencies of evil are combining their forces and consolidating. They are strengthening for the last great crisis. Great changes are soon to take place in our world, and the final movements will be rapid ones. So folks, keep that in mind. The final movements will be rapid ones. Jesus will be here soon. Are we ready? You've been listening to Truth Triumphant Radio.